If you win, they will come. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com forward slash Locked On today to get started. All right, great episode. Later on in the episode, we'll start to look at this week's matchups. But I did want to talk about what's going on uh, in Huntington and in Hattiesburg. Uh, And we've really been talking about it on the court on how, you know, Marshall... Uh, and uh, Southern Miss has turned around. Jay Ladner hasn't won more than nine games in a season at his, at his stay at, at Southern Miss, and all of a sudden they've won 17, right? Uh, Marshall lost 21 ball games last year. They've now won 17. Uh, and then the crowds are starting to come. So we all remember the line from uh, Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. In this case, and, and, you know, not a big stretch, if you win, they will come. So let's back it up and go back to, you know, myself going back to Lafayette, Louisiana, where, you know, all I heard about, you know, being a Yankee, that, you know, in, in the South, college football matters. Didn't understand everything that goes on. Um, I'll be the first to admit. But the Raging Cajuns field, uh, you know, Cajun, uh, state, Cajun field, you know, has uh, – you know, 40,000, and they're drawing 28, maybe 30, in 2013. And that was the third year of Mark Hudspeth, and they'd already been to the New Orleans Bowl a couple of years. So they're in their renaissance. And for whatever reason, they have not been able to find that magic. Not at all. They can't recapture it. They're going to get part of the new stadium is going where they're going to decrease the capacity. So maybe they put a little bit of premium on the seats, a little bit more demand on the seats, but they haven't been able to get back to that despite having their best season ever a couple of years ago, right? They did draw well for the uh, Sunbelt championship game and Billy Napier's last ball game with uh, the Cajuns. But other than that, they don't, they don't draw very well at all. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, I know LSU is there and everything along those lines, not too far away anyways, but they have not been able to draw. Also, when I was there, uh, I certainly didn't think Alfred Payton was going to be a lottery pick. Uh, I'm not sure I thought that they were going to get to the NCAA tournament, but on my radio show in the mornings on 103.7 The Game, begging people to come out and see Alfred Payton and Sean Long. And we had one ball game where we tried to give away some cash on like a half-court shot, one of those uh, deals, and unfortunately, it was like a winter storm. But we had like six or 7,000 people there. The thing, maybe even 8,000. The thing is with the Cajun Dome, it's like 12,000 people. It's a huge arena. And if you put 5,000 in there, maybe even 4,000, fill up the lower bowl, it's loud. It is a home court advantage. It's not exactly Cameron Indoor Arena like Duke, but it's a lot of people. Same thing here with the Mitchell Center in Mobile. If you can just fill up the lower bowl, you got a huge deal, right? There's a big difference between 1,500 and 3,000 or 4,000. Now, when Alabama comes to town and the place is basically 90 to 95% full, or Auburn when it was basically 100% capacity at 10,000 people, obviously that's tremendous. That's that's not going to happen here. A 
they just don't, they won't come. And B, especially this year, South Alabama hasn't been winning. But if you get, and they, when they won last year a little bit, all of a sudden you got 4,000, 5,000 people there. And although that's half the capacity, it's a tremendous amount of people and you can feel it and sense it, uh, you know, at the end of ball games, the crowd gets into it. And so now let's go uh, to Southern Miss where the Reed Green Coliseum, right? They're setting records under Jay Ladner, you know, for a place that, you know, holds a lot of people. They are I'll get about getting half. Again, let's see, this was the ball game against the Jaguars, which they they hung on to win 76-72, all right? The announced crowd was the largest crowd under Jay Ladner, 4,128. That lasted a couple of days, by the way, because the next game was even more. Uh, it was the biggest crowd since uh, February 23rd, 2019 against UAB, which was 45-56. So Southern Miss doesn't draw particularly well when it comes to basketball, but boy, they are a feeling it. All right, let's go to the uh, to the article. Southern Miss student media, Southern Miss fans pour into Reed Green Coliseum as Golden Eagles remain unbeaten at home. I mean, it's an awesome feeling when you get that, right? Here it is, 4,128 fans come to see Southern Miss Thursday against the Jaguars which was the highest number under head coach Jay Ladner's tenure. That didn't stand for long as 4,318 fans came into the arena on Saturday. It's something that Hattiesburg has not seen in a long time and even reminds Ladner of his playing days as a Golden Eagle. It feels like 1987 in there, Ladner said. There are a couple of times when I was on the sidelines that I had goosebumps and I have them now just thinking about it. I was so honored to live back then and just to feel the energy that happens in there now, that happens in there makes it really neat and I'm, Glad our guys are getting that opportunity. Now, they almost blew the game against South Alabama, you know, last week, but they hung on, and then you get the players. Remember, they are students. This isn't, you know, I know there's all the NIL and all the transfer portal now, but these are fellow students, right? Some of them are in the same classes as the players, and so when they jump into the stands with the players, it builds something. You know, you got to build team chemistry. Well, you can build a connection with the team, and the fans are coming out there. And if, if we don't think that it matters, it definitely matters. Now, the thing is, right, um, it'd be nice if the fans would show up regardless and then the team plays better. It's always the other way around. The team has to play better and, compared to uh, just the fans showing up first, right? If the team plays better, then the fans uh, will show up. You can look at, you know, the Carrier Dome or whatever it is, JMA Associates, you know, cellular dome, whatever it may be. Now, you know, when I was growing up, you know, bad attendance was like 25,000. They played North Carolina last night. I'm not sure they had 20,000 in there last night. If North Carolina was coming to the Carrier Dome half five years ago, 10 years ago, you'd have 30,000 people in there. Now you don't because Syracuse basketball has fallen off. All right. We won't even need to get into what that outcome was uh, the other <laughs> the other night. But nonetheless, you can just see it there. All right. It's not like it was empty, but it wasn't over capacity. All right. And so, you know, it just means a whole lot to Southern Miss uh, and Hattiesburg to have those fans coming out. And you got to think the more that they, you know, they continue to win and, you know, you're going to see them grow quickly. Let's find out where they are uh, this week. They were at home before. So they get all right. So they're uh, at home and we'll see. 
they get Arkansas State, which, again, here's the other thing about uh, the Sun Belt. There aren't a whole lot of rivalries just yet. Southern Miss and South Alabama could be a good rivalry because uh, it's close by. Uh, you know, the Cajuns and ULM, not much of a rivalry in football or in basketball. There may be some good baseball rivalries. Uh, and maybe out in the East, there's more rivalries uh, with ODU and Marshall, uh, maybe in Coastal Carolina. Uh, but there's not all, uh, you know, Georgia Southern and App State, uh, you know, but there, you know, Troy and South Alabama. But there's not a whole lot of, I'm going to go see this game this night because that team is coming in. All right. It's mostly going to be, I'm going to go see our home team play that game because I think we're going to win. And there's going to be a lot of people there. And it's going to be a good time. So Arkansas State's coming in uh, Thursday. Should be an easy win. All right. And then you get Texas State on Saturday. Uh, again, both should be wins for Southern Miss, right? They're going to, they could have 19 wins uh, before the first week of February. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. They had 26 losses last year and they could have 19 wins by the end of the week. We'll see if they start to eclipse, you know, 5,000. I think it's really impressive. Uh, and, you know, we'll talk about the same thing going on in Huntington with Marshall, uh, right after this, and this message from Van Duel. Yeah, I came up. Nice. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new Spets, boarding, Spets betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, Fan Duel. And if you're new to Fan Duel, that's even better. They have so many great features and make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So for football fans, don't miss out. Place your $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of uh, the NFL. All right, more Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Same thing is going on in a Marshall. I'll, again, this is the difference between a, a weeknight game and a weekday uh, or a weekend uh, game. So earlier in the year, again, Marshall off to a tremendous start, right? We, we mentioned this, Southern Miss had lost 26 games. Marshall lost uh, 21 games uh, last year. And while their, uh, you know, out-of-conference schedule was not <clears throat> exactly uh, all that challenging, they did do a good job of getting off to a tremendous start, and they've carried that momentum uh, in with them. And before they had these two ball games that we were looking at, Southern Miss, who they blew out 89-67, that was the kind of the better matchup. But that was on a Thursday night, and it was on ESPN2, and it was at 9 p.m. Eastern time. That's late. Even 9 p.m. Eastern time, you know, when it's, you know, Eastern time, and that makes it 8 p.m. Central time, that's late. So that was the difference because when Alabama comes to town and it's an 8 p.m. ball game, and it's during the week, and you still got to get up for work tomorrow, and you got to get the kids off to school, that's the difference between, you know, South Alabama selling – 8,500 tickets, 9,000 tickets, or 10,000 tickets. If that game was at 7 o'clock, they would have sold another 1,000 tickets. 
So earlier in the week, I just realized that they had announced a sellout for the ODU ballgame. Maybe a little bit more of a rivalry with ODU. But they announced a sellout for Old Dominion earlier in the week. And so going back to my days as a minor league baseball announcer, one of the things we did while you have all of these great promotions on you know, Friday and Saturday and maybe Sunday, and you try to get as many people to come those nights as possible, and then hopefully you know, all the good tickets are gone, and then you do sell out, and the only way is either to buy tickets earlier or come to games other nights. That's the whole idea of, you know, if we sell out Saturday night, now you got to hustle up and get your tickets for Thursday night. And they're doing the same thing at Marshall. They too have, uh, you know, we said Southern Miss was undefeated at home and Marshall is 12 and one at home. They've won five in a row overall, a couple of the tough ball games on the road. Let's see who they have this weekend. I got to believe they, they got to be at home too, right? They were on the road. Um, they get a ULM and Georgia State. So ULM will be tough, right? But Marshall's really good, so that should be a win. Uh, Georgia State right now struggles, maybe a kind word, on the road. So that should be a win. So these two ball games again, Marshall will have, just like Southern Miss, we predict, will both have 19 wins heading into the month of February. And then there's... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games before the conference tournament. I mean, they could literally, you know, be looking at 30 victories, depending on how the rest of the season goes. I don't think they're going to go undefeated the rest of the way, but they could be looking, you know, towards 28, 30 victories, depending on the run in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament at Pensacola. And again, these guys, these guys, Marshall is you know, drawing just a lot like a Southern Miss. And it'll be interesting to see on if they can keep on doing it. Can they build on it? I mean, Jay Ladner, you know, you go back and look, basically this was it for Jay Ladner at Southern Miss. Like if he didn't get it done this year, he was going to get fired. And so again, we've reached out. We're trying to get these coaches on uh, to talk to him. Like what was the turning point? And when did you realize maybe we're going to be pretty good uh, in this season? Because again, you can't go from, well, we're going from 26 losses to 25 wins. Does anybody actually think that? I don't think so. We're going to go from 21 losses to 25 wins. Yeah, I'm not sure anybody really thinks that going in, right? Jay Ladner is hoping to be, you know, maybe we can go, you know, 17 and 10 or whatever the case may be. And, you know, have a nice run in uh, the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, maybe get to the semifinals and, you know, get another contract. Well, you know, he may win the Sunbelt Conference Tournament and get another contract, and then you would think season tickets would be up. Uh, and, you know, groups will be up. And it'll be – it's great to see. And on the opposite side of things, you know, the same thing happens in, in, in the Cajuns. We'll see about with the Cajuns, right? The Cajuns are really good. They have high expectations, maybe too high. It's really tough when you got a one-bid league and you got three really good teams who could all represent – the Sun Belt in uh, the NCAA tournament. And, you know, they think that if Bob Marlin doesn't get, get there because of all the resources that they have, that he should be let go when, again, this is not like three or four teams get in there. It's like one. And it all comes down to a weekend. Um, 
We'll see what the Cajuns are doing attendance-wise uh, next week. They should be drawing well because they're really good. They have a really good team. They have some local players uh, on the squad from Lafayette, uh, from Baton Rouge. So you, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot uh, to get to a ball game uh, with the Cajuns, and we'll see how they're doing uh, as well. But it has got to be really exciting for the men's basketball team. Um, and the coaches are into it. You can see, and the players are into it, you know, when it's time to play defense that, you know, you know, telling the fans to get up. And I don't think the students at Marshall or at Southern Miss, you know, sit down the entire game, which is a lot of fun, right? And they're all having a good time. And that's what makes the college basketball experience or the college football experience fun is when the students are into it. And then the players get into it with the students because the players, right? I can only imagine how many players, how many, Fans were going to the games last year when Southern Miss was 1-17, right? Nobody's showing up, right? You could have a conversation with the players uh, during the game if you wanted to because they could hear you because no one's there. Now they're jumping into the stands following a win. So uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very exciting. And we will keep an eye on it, see if if a Southern Miss can eclipse the 5,000 mark when it comes to this. I do want to uh, shout out to uh, Charlie uh, Luttrell, from uh, the Southern Miss uh, Student uh, Media. Again, great article. I'll put it in the description on the YouTube video. Southern Miss fans pouring to read Green Coliseum as Golden Eagles remain uh, unbeaten at home. It's a great job, and it's one of those obvious effects of winning, right? It's not only if you build it, they will come, because if you build it and they come, it's only they're only coming for one year. You got to win. And that's finally what Southern Miss and Marshall have uh, done. All right, let's take a, a quick time out. Uh, I want to, again, ask you, please subscribe. Again, the views are up. I, it's hard to believe that we've had more views uh, in uh, and the podcast uh, in about the last week to 10 days than we had in the previous three weeks combined. So really uh, loving that. And again, we're trying to get more uh, interviews uh, lined up. Also, just going to, you know, the I don't know if it's going to be old, but I am warning during Senior Bowl week, we will hopefully have some good interviews uh, that will be pertinent to necessarily, you know, the Sun Belt and uh, the Senior Bowl. Um, but it, it's going to be tough if I uh, if I don't have these ready to go by Monday because Senior Bowl week is extremely busy. But we are looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to ask a big figure, favor of Jim Nagy. I don't know why it took me all this time to get it. But uh, we will see if we can get the executive director of the Senior Bowl to join us for 20 minutes, 20 minutes that he really doesn't have <laughs> at this point in time. So uh, we will look forward to uh, having that um, uh, next week. I think we're going to get G.J. Kinney. Uh, you know, I could jinx it and tell you that, but maybe I just did jinx it. But hopefully we'll get G.J. Kinney. It'd be nice if Kane Womack joined us. Uh, John Hartwell is, seems to be a candidate at – uh, ULM uh, for AD. I'm going to see if he wants to join us and talk to, you know, how do you go from trying to get the job at Auburn to ULM, right? I mean, there's challenges that Auburn has, but that's nothing compared to the challenges that ULM has. So we'll see uh, if we can get John Hartwell on. If we get Jim Nagy on, that's four. So it's not bad. That's not bad. Maybe we could just do Monday. And in fact, we could do Mondays just you know, do that on Sunday before it all gets going and recapping uh, Saturday's action. So maybe we'll uh, we'll be all set. All right, and please subscribe. You guys are doing a good job. We are growing, uh, so I appreciate it. If you would subscribe and uh, you know, rate and review in Apple if you can, if you get that shot in Apple Podcasts. All right, quickly uh, checking out uh, the schedule uh, for this Thursday. Old Dominion's coming into South. Uh, two teams that are you know. 500-ish, 
right? Old Dominion, 11 and 9. They're 3 and 5 in the Sun Belt. South Alabama playing tough, but losing 8 and 12, 2 and 6 in the Sun Belt. Uh, App State, 11 and 10. They, uh, 4 and 4 in the Sun Belt. They're hosting Georgia State. Georgia State struggles on the road. Uh, as we mentioned, Marshall taking on uh, Monroe. If you're Marshall, you don't want to overlook the Warhawks. All right. Just don't overlook a Monroe. Marshall six and two in the Sun Belt, Monroe five and three. James Madison hosting Coastal Carolina. James Madison, a 13 and eight overall. Coastal Carolina, 10 and 10. Cajuns do have Troy. That's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, Cajuns 16 and four. Troy, 13 and eight. Troy is very good. Uh, Scott Cross used to coach at his alma mater, UTA. And, you know, him and Bob Marlin have had their battles. He's a very good coach. Troy is very fortunate uh, to get Scott Cross. We also mentioned Southern Miss taking on Arkansas State. I wouldn't necessarily – you don't want to overlook Arkansas State, but don't take them for granted uh, as they just push Marshall to overtime. So, you know, that's all Jay Ladner has to do is if you don't think Arkansas State can beat you, well, they almost beat uh, Marshall. So, uh, Southern Miss 17-4, and 6-2 and two in the Sun Belt. The Red Wolves 9-12, and 12 in, overall 1-7 in the Sun Belt. And then you do have Texas State, 10 and 11, 3 and 5 in the Sun Belt, hosting Georgia Southern, 12 and 9. Georgia Southern right on the uh, on the verge of being in the top uh, slots in uh, the Sun Belt. They are 5 and 3. We need to do a little bit more research on uh, Mason Harrell and what his situation is with uh, the Bobcats. All right. Uh, thanks very much again for uh, tuning in. We'll do more of a uh, preview into all those ball games. Uh, for Thursday's episode. Uh, I appreciate you listening and watching. This has been Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Have a great day, everybody.